Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Here we are, Spin the Rally pod, moving with fingers crossed and breath-baited towards the final event of this pandemic-blighted WRC season. I'm rally fan Lisa O'Sullivan, and the rest of the team is standing by former sporting director George Donaldson, Dirtfish senior staff writer David Evans, and the voice of rally himself. And it's Colin Clark that we're going to start with because he's been speaking with the man on the brink of a first world championship crown. So let's hear from 2020 Championship leader, Elvin Evans. Elvin, just try and, ex- try and describe to us how you're feeling with one round of this year's WRC to go. You're leading the championship by 14 points, a situation that not many people could have perhaps envisaged at the start of the year. How are you feeling? How are, you, how, how are the nerves? How's the feeling ahead of the final round? Yeah, the feeling is okay. Uh, just trying to stay focused, really, on on getting the job done. Obviously, we're we're looking to to try and get as much as we can out of out of the final round. And and ultimately, although a lot of people see the the points gap as quite big, it's ultimately all still very open. And uh, we know that you know the reward for for winning a rally and, and maximum power stage points gives you a lot of points. And uh, and therefore, we still have to be on our best when we when we arrive at Monza. It is a completely new situation to you, though. I mean, how difficult is that to actually deal with? You know, OK, this year has been a lot of new situations for a lot of people. But for you, with such an enormous prize at the end of it, have you had to adapt you know, your way of thinking, the way that you do focus? As you say, you're trying to focus on things. Has, has a lot changed throughout the course of this year in terms of your approach? I think there's more changed, uh, let's say, from the outside looking in than there has from the inside out, perhaps. Uh, you know, the... The thing for me is just to try and, uh, like I say, just remain focused, basically. Um, we know what we have to do, and the easiest way to you know, to achieve that is to just basically prepare as well as we can and, and, and be prepared to, to go to the rally and give it our all. I am absolutely impressed. I'm impressed by a lot that you do, but particularly with just how grounded you are. Uh, you know, I don't think you're just saying these things. I think genuinely you are just focusing on what's ahead. But look, we're in the middle of you know, Welsh rallying um, history and heritage. You know, Colin McRae came here and won the championship the first time as a Brit 25 years ago. 25 years ago, almost to the day, Colin McRae won here. And Richard Burns, obviously, it's part of his history. You know, you're going to follow them, potentially. Potentially, if things go your way. And, and that's something that you've dreamt about for many years. But, but tell me about that. Tell me about the realisation, potentially, of that dream. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy when you mention 25 years since, since Colin won the championship. Obviously, I don't remember that particular moment. I was a bit young, but of course, I remember following Colin and, and what a massive icon he was, obviously. So, uh, 
you know, I still don't really think of myself on the on the same sort of page as, as those guys, to be honest. You know, obviously Colin was a, a massive brand as well as a, an incredible icon in, in the sport. So uh, for me, uh, you know, all I'm trying to do is, is of course, try and achieve, you know, the ultimate goal of, of becoming world champion. But uh, I don't really think about myself on the same page as, as Colin just because of his, you know, uh, size and stature for the sport, really. You do say he was an icon. Um, you know, you've been immersed in rallying really since the day you were born. Can you remember the first time that you, you really looked at McRae, you looked at Burns, you maybe looked at Mackinnon and thought, wow, one day I want to do that. Can you remember that realisation that day where that happened? I think it was a bit, a bit strange for me growing up. Obviously, my, my dad was competing and, and therefore you naturally follow your, your dad as a young kid, you know, and, and, and you know, the excitement around the household of, of Rally GB, etc. But uh, for sure, you know, I have one of my first memories of, of watching a rally was, was obviously waiting for my dad and, and seeing Colin come into view as the first car. And uh, yeah, I remember standing up on top of this bank and, and he came down very spectacularly into the view. But when he went past, he was like at 90 degrees to the road, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people have, have that similar sort of, uh, you know, vision of, of, of Colin coming into sight. Uh, and that's really when I, I remember about Colin. And then, of course, the hype around the, the McRae-Burns battles and, and the, the sort of stories that built up around Rally GB about them perhaps not getting on so well, etc. cetera. Uh, but it was all part of the hype and, and part of the excitement back then. You're now part of the hype. You, you are the excitement now. It's just an it's been an incredible journey. We're not at the end of that journey, and you might argue it's actually the start of that journey, I suppose, isn't it? This next few weeks. Who, who knows? Uh, I think you know. Like I said at the beginning, it's all very much still open. Um, you know, only takes for for one little thing to go wrong, and, and all of a sudden, you know, you're you're right at the back of the of the of the table in terms of the championship fight again. So uh, you know, it, it it's all very open, like I say, and uh, we have to just be realistic and, and focus on what we what we you know can control and that's our our preparation for now and uh, we can wait and see after what 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 it turns out to be like but I, I do love I do love the fact that you are so calm and so focused and so grounded but things are happening you know you're getting up at eight o'clock in the morning to come into a you know, wet forest in Wales to speak to us the Sun newspaper national newspapers it is there is a momentum gathering and beginning to build around what potentially might happen but again you're dealing with all of that. Yeah, it's it's difficult, and and sometimes you do see that uh, you know your time starts becoming short. And to be honest, I've tried to uh, sort of draw a line under that now to give the sort of last week and a half preparation so that I get the time like I normally would do, uh, and there's plenty of time to to deal with the rest of it afterwards. Two weeks from now, you'll be on the recce in Monza. What do you know about Monza? You know, it's a new rally to nearly all of us. Information is very thin on the ground, to be honest, at the moment. Uh, we're trying to, to find out as much as possible, but it's, it's proving quite difficult, actually, to, to prepare accurately. Uh, of course, we have plenty of footage from Monza Rally Show in the past and, and the type of stages that were set up then. We don't know whether they're going to be exactly the same. There's, there's talk of some gravel sections within the, the circuit stages as well. Um, we have a bit more idea on the on the stages outside, um, but uh, yeah, still it's it's difficult to know exactly what to expect. Obviously, you know, for any rally, testing is critical, and you've got a day's testing next week. What will you be looking for in that day of testing? 
Of course for us it's been uh, very little mileage in in the Yaris on tarmac and, and therefore we're still finding our feet with, with the setup and, and of course well, we don't fully know what to expect from the rally that adds another dimension of, of uncertainty so we'll definitely be looking to, to make sure that we have a car that works in, in those mountain stages that is the bulk of the, of the mileage of course so we want to make sure that we have a, a car that works in that setting. It has been a funny old year you know there's no question about that as cancelled rallies, pandemics, all the rest. Final round, you know, the final round going into the final round of the season, you're leading the championship. Honestly, how much of a surprise is that to you? I mean, I guess at the start of the year, taking my, let's say, track record into account, then perhaps, um, you know, there's an element of, of surprise there. Um, but of course, com coming into the season, we're all there to try and fight for wins, to fight for the championship. That is the the ultimate goal. Uh, perhaps it was a little bit uh, of a pleasant surprise, you know, that I was able to, to settle into the new Toyota team so well, to find a, a great connection with the, the Yaris and, and to be performing uh, as consistently well as, uh, as I have done. Um, I think, you know, there was flashes of good performances in the, in the past in the Ford, uh, but perhaps never, you know, as consistent perhaps as I've been this year. You always had all the tools, didn't you? And it just needed just something just to lock it all together. And that seems to have been the move to Toyota. Yeah, I had a, a fantastic welcome into the team. And, and like I mentioned, you know, I, I clicked with the, the car right from the, the first test. It felt very good. Uh, and that sort of uh, built on there, really, you know. And uh, I've really enjoyed my time. I'm, I'm really enjoying my rallying as well at the moment, which is, uh, which is obviously a nice thing then to, to get the success on the back of it. Obviously, your closest rival going into Monza is Sebastian Ogier, a driver that you've been teammates with in the past and a driver who I imagine you're very good friends with. Have you been able to talk much to Seb about the situation you're in and, and maybe how to deal with that situation? Uh, not so much, to be honest. Obviously, it's, uh, it's a difficult situation when you're, you're fighting against your, let's say, one of your, your closest allies in the, in the championship, let's say. So, uh, you know, it's been fantastic working with, with Seb this year and we've got on very well. Um, and, uh, and, of course, we're, we're looking forward to, to competing against each other again now on, on the final round. But, of course, uh, you know, I, I guess there has to be some sort of realistic line about how much I can lean on him for advice, you know, when, uh, when we're ultimately fighting for the, for the same championship. But uh, like I say, he's been a, a real joy to, to work with and, and been a very fair as a teammate, I feel. He's been, he's been fantastic for rallying, hasn't he? And it, you know, it'd be nice to have him around for another year. I mean, I think maybe you might have looked at next year as potentially the number one driver for Toyota, but you, know, you wouldn't mind joint number ones next year, I guess, if Seb were to stay for another year. To be honest, the, the number one status doesn't really interest me that much, to be honest. Uh, number well, one on the car must interest you. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I, I'm not going to jump to that, but of course, that's the, that's the goal for this year. But yeah. uh, in terms of team status, then number one doesn't really interest me. I, I'm, I'm happy to be in a team where everybody gets treated the same. Uh, you know, everybody has the same opportunity, and, and that's all you can really ask for, uh, you know, and that everybody works together to to have, you know, a, a fantastic car at the end of it. And, and ultimately, that's what we have at the moment. And, and to that end, then I'm, I'm more than happy for, for Seb to stay and, and to be working with him again next year.
Well, we're very much looking forward to that last round. And you know, you've got you've got the whole of the nation behind you for sure. You've got a rallying world behind you going into Monza. Thank you very much for giving up your time this morning, Elvin. It's been a joy to talk to you. The best of luck going into that final round. Well, that that's a very very laid back Elvin Evans there, Colin. Yeah, you know what? It was an absolute joy to talk to him, Lisa. It really was. And I didn't know what to expect. It was, oh, 8.30 in the morning. It was a cold, wet morning in, in Wales. Uh, we met socially distanced outdoors. It was all very, very safe. But he he, he turned up in his Toyota truck uh, and he, you know what? He, he just looked like the boy next door and he sounded like the boy next door. It, hard to believe that the man in front of us uh, was odds on, is odds on, to be the world rally champion, David, he he, he was very very impressive in his demeanour. He his was, approach. and it, uh, yeah, I think like you, Colin, I was completely struck by by just how relaxed. You know, we've we've known Elvin for well all his all of his career, mm. um, and actually, perhaps we shouldn't have been surprised because throughout this year, you know, he's dealt with everything with with victory in Sweden, with the success potential win in Montida. You know, it's absolute humility, um, and it's the same. All the way down the years. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, it is, David. But but you know, but this this guy is on the verge of being a world rally champion. And George, you you've worked with enough drivers in the past, and it you know it, it does change people. It changes their characters. But with Elvin, um, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to find an element of his character that has markedly changed. I don't no, think he's there is still one. the same. Very very human. Very decent guy. Very measured. And so humble and so self-effacing in every approach, and and I've 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 personally in the, the few times I've managed to 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 talk to him, not really directly this year via via um, uh, retweets etc. Saying to him, "You are the most worthy leader right now because you've done the job, you've done the work, you've got two wins this year, you've had sterling performances, and." Where you didn't feel you had it, you've dug in. You've done a car loss. You've, you've. If you weren't going to win this, I can't win this. Okay, I'm going to be second or third or even fourth, but I'm not going to throw it off the road. I'm going to reserve and bring the car home. So yeah, brilliant champion at the world, brilliant standing champion at the moment. Yet to be great leader, shall we say, not champion. And and uh, I mean, I, I wish him well, and I think he's 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 done enough to win. And you know what? If they go into that last event and 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 it, and it all runs okay. I'm sure he'll deliver what he needs to do, you know, because the, the gloves he are is off. A very worthy, Absolutely. a very worthy totally world champion. Worthy. But do you think that the 2020 ness of it is what's kind of souring it for him? Of course it because is. Because let's face it, it Wales should be no. all abuzz with this new world champion about I, to be crowned. No, I, I, George, yeah. I well, I think it, I, I think, think it so. does in a way. It, basically, what you've done is you've lost some of the hype, hasn't it? You've lots of events to be leading. Exactly, yeah. So there's a little bit, yeah. there's less in it than he deserves, but that's okay. He's, he's got his first, if, if he gets it, he'll have his first championship. He can go and get the second one. That's fine. But he and doesn't, he doesn't he, you know, the one thing he doesn't want is is any hype. You know, he said yeah. uh, yesterday, you know, we were pretty fortunate to to get that chat with him because he's not doing any interviews now at all. He is. He's hugely focused, isn't he, Cole? That, again, mm. was another thing that struck us. That, you know, everything, all of this discussion of coronavirus, blah, 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 he is not interested in that. All he is interested in is Monza. He is preparing exactly the way that he would be. You know, as we sit here and talk right now, he'll be watching onboards, you know, whatever he can find of, of events, perhaps, you know, the Como rally or, you know, just the nature of wherever those roads are. And he'll be watching Monza rally shows. You know, this is a... 
the bizarre thing about this season is that it's going to end in this quite very well, very, very strange for all of us circuit based event where, you know, we're going to see them going through the first chicane and, you know, it's, it's weird. It's the, it's going to be a weird end to a weird year, but for me, you know, it doesn't matter because in 10 years time, you know, if he is world champion, people will look back and say in 2019, it was like Tanek in 2020, it was Alvin Evans. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. George, and and just, just a quick question for you guys. You, you guys might might already know the answer to this, but you know, uh, all this week, uh, you can hear the podcast as well on dirtfish.com, but we've been talking clearly about 1995 and McRae's championship winning year. How many rounds were there in 1995? I think, was, there, was there nine or nine? Nine, sorry, in... Nine or ten? Uh, nine, in 1995? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Eight rounds, yeah. eight rounds. There were eight rounds in 1995. We're, fingers crossed, going to get seven rounds. You know, as you said, George, you know, there's, th- th- let's not kid ourselves here. You know, Elvin Evans, if he does win this championship, wins it on merit. And that is whether or not Monza runs. And we, we will talk about that later, whether Monza will run. Uh, you know, if there are six or seven rounds this year, it matters not. Elvin Evans is the man who has absolutely, uh, you know, mastered the challenge in front yeah. of him this year. You know, mm-hmm. he is the one... Two rounds won. He's had a third place in Monte Carlo. He's had three fourth places. All of his other top competitors haven't managed to achieve that. They've all had issues. They've all had problems. Evans has been the best know, driver this year. Cut. Now, you know, I, I, I find, I just, you can tell I'm getting a little bit, not angry, but I get frustrated, David and George and Lisa, mm. these people that say, oh, he doesn't deserve it. We should cancel this year. We should roll oh, the points cobblers. over into next season. But it is absolute nonsense, nonsense Colin. I nonsense. asked Elvin, you know, what do you think of these people? You know, Thierry's been quite vocal uh, about the fact that he, you know, he's not entirely sure it's he, it's worthy champion this year. I said to, to Elvin, you know, what do you want to say? And he said, look, look, you know, if we've got six, if we've got seven, we've had, we've all had six or seven rallies. And he said, it's about the person who's made the most of it. Correct. And, Exactly right. You know, he has had two wins, you know, regardless of how that second win. And I get quite frustrated that Turkey, everybody talks about, you know, Ogier's puncture, Thierry's puncture, you know, the problem that Tanak had. And it's as though this this win in Turkey was handed Elvin on a plate. It bloody well wasn't. You know, he had a strategy through that first run in that long stage uh, on the Sunday morning. And he, he stuck to, to the it. Podcast. He listened to our podcast. And yeah, he did, George. <laughs> he did, George. <laughs> we, we he did, George. But the thing is, and, and that is exactly the thing, that the smartest driver would yes. win this stage and, and could turn a, it could turn a result around. We we hundred percent said this is what's going to happen, and that's what a rally driver would do. Yeah. What did Elfin do? Exactly that. Thank you, Elfin. Yeah, he was he, he was, was the smartest through that stage. Yeah. He was the smartest yeah. through that stage. And, 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 you know, and, and I, I really don't care and I, I get very, very annoyed by it. You know, it is, it is a little bit, little bit telling that uh, young Thierry is the one who's, who's making these noises. He's not the only drivers. one, you know, I mean, well, um, and, he's, and he's not, no, he's you know, not he's, not, one, he's not pushing he, that point of view at all. And it's a point of view that you can appreciate and you can see because, you know, they do make the point that, you know, in, in previous years and in future years, as a championship leader, you will have to run on the first on the road more than, you know, Elvin did it in what in Mexico, and then of course in Sardinia he was he was struggling in Turkey. But I don't care. You know, it's he's done enough, absolutely done enough. Do, do you know that old chestnut really does wind me up because you you have to run the rally to the rules, and yeah. 
We've seen it with Loeb. We've seen it with Ogier. First on the road, not first on the road. If you have a good day, you're in a different position. So it really doesn't really carry much water, that argument, does it? Does it? No. None at all. None at all. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. But 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 he's 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 here's the thing with Elvin this year. There's absolutely no question, and and he you know we talked about it, and you heard him him talking about it in the interview. You know things have stepped up, not just a notch. I'd say a couple of maybe three notches for Evans this year. He always had that potential, and he was again quite I think understated in 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 how he described his successes before he moved to Toyota. But he's moved to Toyota. It quite often takes drivers a bit of time to settle in with new teams. It was a very different environment from M Sport. You know, there was the finish. Obviously, the finish connection is still there with Toyota. Uh, but he absolutely slotted into that team brilliantly. And he, and he knew, he absolutely knew when he did that deal, whenever it was December, probably this time last year, the deal was signed. He knew, this is my opportunity. This is 100% my opportunity. Not just to win more rallies, but to push for championships. Now, I, I, no one, no one in December or January understood what this year was going to come out come out like. But he knew it was his opportunity and at every step he has taken and made the most of that opportunity. Um, and, you know, again, as you mentioned in the interview just that you heard a few minutes ago, he does also know that if Monza runs... Uh, there's no guarantee. He's going to have to deliver. The problem, have to the deliver. slightest mistake. Yeah. He's going to have time. to deliver. He yeah. has to finish that rally. He has to, you know, finish he has to that absolutely rally. The finish that rally. Top two or three, you know, you know tops, what? depending what... No, well. he, no, not necessarily. He's got to finish it in the top yeah. three or yeah, four. Yeah, but again, depends. you know, um, having, but, having spoken to him about, uh, about yeah, that, you know, he goes, he's very, very single-minded and he's not looking at second, third, fourth. He's going there to win the event. Uh, and that's, you know, that's the only Correct. way, the only mentality yeah. you can go at. But, you know, to go back to the to the start of the season, what you were saying there, Cole, you know, he was unfortunate not to win Monte Carlo. Uh, he he made yep. a better transition into the Toyota and a met, better immediate transition than Sebastian Ogier. You know, they got to, to Sweden, a really, really difficult event with, you know, horrible, horrible conditions, conditions we haven't seen for uh, that bad oh, for a long time in Sweden. And that's, you know, for me, that was the mark of Elvin that he got on top of the car in those tricky conditions, in horrible mm-hmm. ruts, and he just drove it. Uh, and you know, you could you could sit here and argue that potentially Tanak would have made a better job. Tanak would have caught him in Sweden if he hadn't had that huge accident in Monte. Blah blah blah. Forget it. You know, Elvin. Who's to say that if Tanak had come that bit closer, Elvin hadn't got a tenth tenth to go to? Um, Oh, listen! In Sweden, he was he was yeah. comfortable, David. He was comfortable. That wasn't flat out. That wasn't a McRae style. Uh, you're risking every stage. He was. It, what really impressed me for Sweden uh, was clearly the pace, but just how comfortable that pace was. And as you say, conditions that were alien, alien to all of our top drivers. And he adapted quickest. He adapted best, and he found that rhythm. And no, I, you know, I, I think he's done the most remarkable job this year. I think it was really unfortunate, uh, but we all understand why Ypres was cancelled. It was absolutely the right decision. Um, but unfortunate that he didn't get the opportunity because I think Ypres would have been another It would have been, friends, you know, first you know? on the road into those kind of roads and an event that, you know, it yeah. would have been difficult to perhaps see past Thierry because, you know, Thierry was, what, third on the road uh, and he would, you know, Local knowledge absolutely would play into his hands there yeah, because 100%. the two ahead, yeah. Ogier and, and Elvin ahead of him have no knowledge of the rally. But 
Yeah, Terry, Terry, yeah, no, Terry's got a dreadful record in Ypres, though. You're right, the, the, <laughs> the local knowledge would have helped. But my money would Melbourne. still very, very much yeah. have been on Evans. 100%, 100%. Not that I bet. I'll occasionally with you, David, you know, a cup of coffee <laughs> or a cup of tea here or there. Yeah. But I'd have maybe bet a cup of tea and a bacon sandwich on Elvin yeah. winning. Bacon I can taste that, that bacon sandwich already. Bacon yeah. steaks. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. But but it's you know it's it's still very much uh, up in the air as to whether Ypres not Ypres we know that that's not running but as to whether Monza yeah. runs, David. It's you know there's some very positive, which is good news. Uh, there's some very positive noises coming from the event organisers and the WRC mm. promoter. But you know those, those those positive noises we have to balance about against the reality that's coming out of that. Well, we we region. you know we don't um, comment. You know, it's not our job to. You know, we can we can commentate on no, the balance no, no. Uh, and striking that balance, but ultimately, you know, mm. we leave our sport in the in the hands of the the governance and the regulators, and and we go where they go mm. where they where they tell us to go. Uh, and as you say, you know, there is very good news from from the promoter that they push on. Professional sport behind closed doors is is still permitted up until December the third, uh, which ironically is the day that that Monza starts. Uh, let's let's see. You know, we've all got our own opinions. Um, but you know, this, if, if the event goes ahead, if people, you know, with, with far better knowledge and understanding of these situations, if they deem it safe, uh, and COVID secure, then we have to get on with it. A hundred percent. Yeah, I t- totally agree with that. My point about balance was we, you know, it, we, <laughs> uh, we're keeping our fingers yeah. crossed that we go, you know, the organizers are telling us that it's all good as are the promote, as is the promoter, but we are still keeping our fingers crossed that it goes ahead. But you know, if it goes ahead, as you said, David, it's a great opportunity for him to, to actually, you know, to silence all of this nonsense for good and go out and win yeah. that event. Uh, and, and take the championship. But whichever way he takes the championship, I think, uh, you know, we saw that incredible bounce in terms of rallying in the UK after McRae won the title 25 years ago and and Richard Burns then added to that. Uh, what do we think? You know, I'll tell you what, British rallying right now needs a big injection of something because we are struggling in this country with, with no guarantee of a round of the WRC next year. Do you know, we don't even have a calendar for the British Rally Championship yet. We need a shot in the arm. And you know, Elvin Evans winning the World Rally Championship will be the biggest shot in the arm, really, since Burns won um, what, 18 yeah. years Un- ago. Undoubtedly. And... And also, I suspect this is going to be an entirely different podcast and I <laughs> kind of hesitate to open this can of worms. But the announcement by the British government this week that petrol and diesel cars will not be sold from 2030, oh, um, we're going to have to start looking at different ways that the World Rally Championship may have to operate. Yeah, we have to take a bus. Um, so that is a whole different kind of words, George. <laughs> but it's not, it's not, it's not, least. That's a very appropriate reference you put in there, least, because that actually will form the basis of a podcast that we do next week. <laughs> hey. Because we have some really, really interesting thoughts on that from David Richards. And don't forget David Richards, a man who's who's enjoyed success across mm. all sorts of yeah. disciplines in motorsport, yeah, not the, just yeah, rallying. The man in charge of British rallying at the moment, which you years. just said was languishing, Colin. Yeah. Correct, George. Well, we have <laughs> some... Well, you don't, you don't want to hear from me... You don't want to hear from me about that. Next week, we'll do a podcast where we hear from the man himself because David did a really good interview with him. So we'll hear Excellent. about that next week. Fabulous. Look forward to Good stuff, that. chaps. Great. You've been listening to Spin yeah, the Rally Pod. And again, if you want to get in touch with us, at Dirtfish Rally on Twitter is perhaps the best way to get in touch. 
but it's been a pleasure guys and uh, we'll catch up we'll go a bit green next week shall we <laughs>